What's up, guys? Episode 45 of the Division 3's Finest Podcast. Jacob Schobert, how we doing, buddy? Good. Every time you start saying me, I'm thinking about the green and then you just go to Division 3. Like, I'm still like trying to get used to it. But right. uh, it'll, I'll get there. It'll get, it'll get easier as time goes on. I'm getting used to it. But I'm doing great, man. You know, living life still down here in the good old SC. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing good. How are you, man? I'm very good, and I'm gonna bleep out the title. You know, we changed the t- name change for you know a particular reason professionally, so we gotta keep that bleeped out. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's I'm okay. You you are a recurring guest. But yeah. uh, speaking of our fellow co-host, there is no Andrew Gillen today. Uh, so he's off on vacation to Amsterdam. You know, well deserved, my dad. You know, vacation time. You know, he works full-time. He's recently gone into Uber driving. He's a full-time podcaster, so, you know, he's got a lot going on. So some well-timed, uh, well-deserved time off, and he'll definitely be getting some PTO from me, of course. Yeah, uh, I, he definitely deserves that time off after that tweet he sent out about the Steelers the other day. True, yeah. It, up on Twitter. it went viral, so, over 100 yeah. retweets and over 400 likes. So if you aren't following us on Twitter, at D, uh, D3's Finest Pod, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll include in the bio for all of you that are curious. I'm sure tons of people are just lining up to follow our Twitter account. So, yeah, I'll definitely include that in the bio. There's no cap. As many of you guys can follow as you want. Don't worry. Like, right, right. Cap on it. And, and please subscribe and unsubscribe to our podcast. And then resubscribe again. And resubscribe again, of course. All right, so uh, we just got finished up interviewing Spencer Jennings, professional three-on-three basketball player. Pretty awesome interview. You know, a lot of... You know, funny moments, but a lot of cool, you know, just life advice and things that hopefully you guys can take away as, you know, some inspiration for life going forward. Yeah, Spence is the man. You guys will really enjoy this interview. He goes in depth a lot with everything, and I think you guys will just really enjoy it. And, you know, there are definitely more, you know, serious parts of this interview. I think that's kind of what we're kind of shooting for in the you know, next couple of episodes. Uh I think, you know, we're going to kind of have a rotation. You know, we still are a sports podcast. We're going to be talking about NFL and giving out some, you know, d- picks. But, you know, enjoy, you know, some of these upcoming interviews. We have future athletes, uh, former professional athletes, you know, bigger names, some, you know, popular people on Instagram. So, you know, a lot of guests are lined up for the pod. So, you know, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode because, you know, there's more, you know, similar ones coming up in the future. Yeah, we're, we're still going to be our normal idiot self. Um, my personality, Ben's personality, ben Gil's personality will not change. But we're still going to be just going to, we're going to go in a little more serious sometimes. Um, but you guys will not have to worry. I'll still be making my idiot uh, stupid take like Peyton Manning, future GM of the Browns, uh, stuff like that. Like That will not end. I'll still be an idiot like that. But we'll see. You know, we'll get a little more serious sometimes. And we're going to try to grow this podcast so everyone else can enjoy it. I appreciate you guys, and here's the interview with Spencer Jennings. A few moments later. All right, joining us on the podcast, recurring guest of the show. He plays basketball professionally overseas, at spen underscore 23 on Instagram. Huge shout-out. We'll plug his social on the in the bio as well. But, you know, 100% on the Mount Rushmore of guests, of course. Spencer Jennings, how's it going, my man? Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate being on the Mount Rushmore guest. Uh, last time I was on, it was the BGA pod, and now it's Division Three Finest. So I like to change around to bigger and better things. So happy to be back, and uh, I appreciate the, the Mount Rushmore. I was going to ask, but uh, you just went ahead and told me. So it feels very good and humbled and honored to be back on. Love to hear. Uh, like you said, you know, we just changed our name to Division Three's Finest for you know several reasons. Professionally speaking, being you know like the main one. 
But uh, you know, one of the themes of the name change comes from you know just play, us playing Division Three baseball in the past and kind of playing the game more for you know the love of the sport and passion for it. So we know you play professionally, so you're kind of beyond that level. But you know, just talk to us real quick about your passion for basketball and you know why you love it so much. What drives your passion for your craft? No, I respect everybody. Division three, division two, II, division one. Uh, I know people at division three can play. It pretty much just comes down to. Uh, your genetics, because the, the people I've played against guys in Division Three um, who are great players. It just comes down to size, speed, and athleticism. So love the passion that uh, all those guys portray, no matter what level you play sure. at. And yeah, I've just been kind of a grinder my whole life with hoops. Um, I was just kind of an all-around athlete growing up, and uh, for some reason, kind of basketball and me meshed, and I just kind of stuck with it and. You know, thought I was down and out a couple of times with injuries and setbacks, but uh, just kind of kept working, found my way to Wake Forest, and then uh, through D-League tryouts, kind of got my name out there and play well, gave me some more confidence, and uh, got an opportunity to play in Dubai, play in Columbia for a little bit, and then this three-on-three thing kind of uh, just found its way into my life, and it's, uh, it's gotten a lot of momentum in Japan, where I've been playing for the last three summers. And uh, now it's going to be in the Tokyo Olympics 2020 next year, so that's really exciting. And uh, the game is great. It's a lot of fun. It fits my playing style, and I've met a lot of people, and it's been a great way to kind of continue my basketball career. So um, I love it. And then when I'm not uh, over there playing, teaching at Chris Paul Basketball Academy and just uh, and teaching and coaching in general is something I'm passionate about. So um, I find a lot of fulfillment in, in basketball, but more just kind of it's given me a discipline too of spilled over into what I eat and how I think and you know kind of how I prepare. So it's uh, basketball's been been good to me, and I just kind of put my all into it, and it's given me a lot back. So it's been a, a good partnership for sure. Right, and you know, just let's talk about this past year real real quick. We know it was a tough year for you, you know, battling injuries, but overall, you know, how are you doing? How'd your season go? And you know, when can we get Chris Paul on the podcast? <laughs> Still pending Chris Paul on the podcast. You know, we'll see. I, I think he's going to Miami, so we'll see if he can uh, Ooh, after he settles down a little bit. You know, he's been on the move a lot. Chris Paul's been, been through a yeah. lot lately. Uh, he's been in the news, so I know you guys keep an eye on that. So let's let CP3 settle down, <laughs> maybe win a chip, win a, win a title, and then, and then we'll get him on the pod for the big parade celebration. Uh, but as for myself, um, yeah, so basically... You know, I, last time I came on the pile talking about Duncan and, and the passion of Duncan, and I gave you guys little pointers, and I think I was maybe like barely Duncan when I was last on the pile, and I was, basically my point is I got in the best shape of my life, I put down a windmill dunk, 360 dunk, I was feeling so good, best shape of my life, running fastest I ever ran, jumping as high as I ever ran, and I get over to Japan, and I'm just working out in the gym, and I finish my, my basketball workout, and there was a little kid that I actually knew who was just kicking a soccer ball. And, you know, just being the nice, you know, generous, youthful, loving guy that I am, I was like, hey, man, like, try to score on me. And uh, so he, like, you know, tries to score, and I'm stopping all his shots. It's, you know, a kid's like in fifth grade. He can't score on me for to save his life. So then he's like, all right, you try to score on me. So I'm just peppering these balls past him, like Pele. And uh, he's like, move back, move back. So I was like, all right, I move back. You know, I'm doing my free kick thing, and I'm still just lacing this ball. And he's like, move back even more. So I'm like way back now. And I go to boot this ball as hard as I possibly can. 
And, like, right through impact of the ball, I just feel this pop in the middle of my oh. thigh. And I was like, oh, sh**. Yeah. And, uh, that out. It, like, I knew something was wrong, but I've never obviously had this kind of injury before. Right. Um, I've torn my ACL before in the past, uh, but this was like, a, I could feel like a muscle tear. So, I, you know, I'm in Japan and I don't really know a doctor or anything like that. So I just kind of like rest the night and I actually did go see a doctor and after a couple of weeks and he was like, you know, the season was right around the corner and he's like, yeah, you should be good to go for the first game. So, like, three days before the first game, I go to practice, and literally the first live drill I did, I was guarding somebody one-on-one. First quick slide I made, pops again, and I was Jeez. like, you know, we had, like, fans at the practice, and, like, it was like, like, everybody was, like, you know, ready for me to practice, and literally first thing, I just snapped it again. I'm just like, oh, my God. So, basically, I wait five more weeks, rehab, like, I'm, first I rehab really hard for three weeks, then I, then I toured again, rehab my butt off for five more weeks. Just every day, I heat, I heat, stretch, lift, lift, lift. So it's just like I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day over there. You know, I was able to shoot and move around pretty well, but not doing anything live. So then I'm, I'm trying to get back in the swing of things with my friend, and we're just doing like light one-on-one kind of sparring, uh, which is like we're playing three-on-three rules, but one-on-one. So like he scores, you just dribble it out real quick. And uh, I like slipped, and my leg went under me, and it snapped for a third time. Jeez. So... That was uh that was in July, so oh no that was June that was end of June, so then I was just like I got to go back to the state. So I have a really good relationship with the athletic athletic training staff over here at Wake. So I came back to the state, and uh, I actually had PRP done on my leg. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but it's like really popular now. Um, it's like platelet platelet rich uh, platelet rich plasma, I don't know, I, you know it, it, PRP for short, but basically they take your blood out of like your arm, they took a ton of my blood, they spit it down, and then they eject the platelets back into your muscles, so really popular, I'm sure a ton of guys in the MLB do it, uh, a lot of guys, like every injury right now in the NBA, they just seems like uh, guys get PRP in their knee, shoulder, muscle injury, so uh, they, they put that in my leg when I got back, uh, and... To be honest, it was 800 bucks uninsured, and I felt like it really did nothing. <laughs> so um, the final round, basically, I was just like trying to trying to get back for the playoffs and for the championship because our team was doing good, and uh, it looked like we were going to make the playoffs. The guys grinded it out in the last tournament to make the playoffs, and so I was like, all right, I got to come back. So I played in the playoffs, and the final was in Tokyo. It was really cool. Um, and but I still just didn't feel like myself. Uh, and I, I, you know, I, I can always rely on my shooting, and so I, like that's why. And in, in in three on three, you know, threes are worth two points, and everything else is worth one point. So like, I just felt like I could still help the team just by bombing away. Um, and I was moving, I was moving actually pretty good, but I still just didn't have that same lateral movement and that same same burst that I that I really wanted to. So luckily, I didn't get a re-injured and. Actually, uh, hit a couple game-winning free throws to beat a really good team to make it to the final championship day. So that was cool. But in the end, uh, we kind of lost to a team we should have beaten, which sucked. But, you know, all, and all in all, I didn't get hurt. And now I'm feeling healthy. And uh, I don't feel like that constant pain in my leg anymore. So um, there could be other opportunities here coming up. I'm just kind of waiting patiently and, and seeing what's up, seeing if I am truly am fully healthy. And the teams over there want to know if I'm – 
fully healthy again, and I, I, I have a, I'm very confident I can get back to where I was and even better. So uh, it was a very tough summer, but you know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And uh, you know I've, I've been on I've been I've been on the injury path before and I've recovered. So just gotta keep a positive mindset and do it again. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like you grind your you know your ass off this summer. Um, just kind of going back to the beginning to uh, you know kind of establish yourself a bit more with the long time listeners. So you play three on three basketball professionally, and you know it just happens to be that you know they'll be playing. Uh, they would make it say be in the 2020 Olympics, three on three basketball will be. But how did you like transition to three on three play? Did you just kind of wake up one morning and just like you know maybe I'm not gonna go to the league, I'm just gonna play three on three basketball, or did you like how how did you go from that transition to playing a five on five basketball in different leagues, and then all of a sudden three on three? Yeah, so like three it was a, three years ago was my first year, and I was just kind of like found it. Uh, actually on Instagram, I saw like a picture of like a really cool arena, uh, like a basketball setup, and I was like, what's this? And, you know, I saw the location, and, and then I looked at the league and um, saw that they were they had playing in Japan because basically, like, for my situation, I just wanted to get my foot in the door uh, anywhere after five on five and just some, something, maybe try something new or, or just, I didn't even, I, I'm not opposed to playing five on five, but it looked like, it looked like a lot of fun because three on three, they, you can play in the middle of a city. They set it up. You can play in a shopping mall, and people are looking down on top of you. Uh, so it's just like dope courts in urban areas where uh, you get like a lot of just the heavy traffic from the city, and it's just not traditional. Like, okay, show up to the arena, and you know the places. A lot of these overseas places, it's empty or like you know you're lucky if it's half filled. But this was like kind of really cool because just there was a lot of people, a lot of traffic, there was a lot of energy. I felt like playing in these places, so. I looked into it, and then I reached out to the teams, and I actually only got picked up, like, by, on the last day by, like, a team in Okinawa, which is an island uh, off the mainland of Japan. So, I played there my first year, and I had, I played well, and I had a lot of fun, um, but I knew I could get maybe with a better team, and uh, I wanted to be closer to Tokyo, so I, 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 you know, it just so happened a team in Tokyo was looking for a team and they actually have Japanese American guys because the first year like it was basically just only Japanese guys so I couldn't really talk to my teammates that much we could communicate just on a basketball level but I wanted to just have more like uh you know be tighter with my teammates and and, and have more of a relationship with them so then so then we, I played with uh, a team in Tokyo the last year and then uh it went really well but we wanted to do better and then so we signed a couple more guys for this year a couple more imports, and so, like, everyone was ready to go. That's why I was so frustrated to get hurt. It's like, it was just a perfect opportunity to build on that, and we probably, if, 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 I, was, if I was healthy, I think we would have had a really good shot to win the whole thing, but um, hopefully run it back next year. Yeah, and, you know, just transitioning back into your past season real quick and going off the injury, you know, we know a lot come, uh, goes into, you know, your daily routine just when you're healthy and, you know, grinding and preparing for upcoming games, but... How does the injury impact your routine and, you know, mentally how do you just stay focused and balanced, you know, being patient versus the urge to get back out there when you might not be ready? Yeah, that was very, very hard for me because I'm a busy body and, like, uh, I always like to be doing something. I feel like if I'm not, like, doing something active and I'm, I'm getting worse. So um, I'd never had, like, a muscle injury before. So the biggest thing you need is, is time and rest. And, uh 
So I would honestly just be sitting down and just dribbling a ball just to try to get rid of some of that, uh, like sitting down and dribbling the ball between my legs and doing a ton of upper body stuff and then doing a ton of stuff with my left leg. I, my right, it was my right leg that I hurt, so I was just doing a ton of uh, isolation stuff with my right, with my left leg trying to get maybe like one leg bounce because I've always been like a two-foot jumper. I was like, well, maybe I'll just work my left leg out a ton and, and become a one-foot jumper. Um, so just trying to find every single thing I could do if I could not, you know, basically go play full-out basketball, um, but just try to work around the injury as best as I could um, for my ball handling. I could still shoot uh, a lot, but um, and then get my left leg as strong as I could and then and then take care of my right leg as best as I could as far as I, I would, you know, take, take hot baths, cold baths, massage it every night. Um, you know, do a ton of isolation strength. I'd have like an ankle weight on my leg and just do a ton of leg raises to try to get the quad strong. But like I said, at the end of the day, you cannot, you can't, you can't just heal a torn muscle uh, in a couple of weeks. You have to give it time. You have to respect the injury. So I definitely learned my lesson um, coming back too soon. Now, hopefully, never have to deal with it again. But for future injuries, just respect the injury take the time off because if I would have just rested from the initial injury a couple more weeks, I think I would have been fine for most of the season, to be honest. But the fact that I just kept coming back too soon, uh, that hurt me. So for all the athletes uh, out there listening, respect the injury, take the extra couple weeks. Don't come back till you're fully confident, fully healthy, because I was, I did come back too soon uh, looking back on it. Okay. Just a quick follow up on that. You know, with just balancing everything, you know, we know you're very focused. Like you said, you're a busy body. And, you know, you're focused on being successful and performing at the highest level. But, you know, everyone needs some kind of release or some kind of break, whether it be, you know, if you're a professional athlete or if you're just working a normal 9-to-5 job. Um, so what, what's something that you do to get your mind off basketball? And, like, are there any, like, crazy cheat meals or anything out of the ordinary that helps you with the grind of just being a professional athlete? Uh, yeah, like, I got a lot of escapes. I mean, I love – you know, watching TV shows, movies. Um, I like reading books that interest me because I'm, I'm very aware that, you know, basketball, you can only play basketball for so long. And maybe I do stick around the game and coaching or training in some capacity or doing something in sports. But I like to read books about other interests. And, uh, you know, I like to watch uh, other people and their craft and how they approach things, whether it's, you know, UFC, mixed martial arts people or um, – just learn about other people throughout history, um, presidents, uh, you know, even just general knowledge about life. Like, I have interests that go far beyond basketball, so um, I just like always try to learn stuff. I don't like just sitting down and, and uh, you know, sticking my nose in textbooks, so I always have to, like, have to have a couple things going on at once, but um, I'm very curious, I'm very inquisitive, and I'm always just trying to learn more and see where my passions take me. So, you know, with today with the internet and, uh, and all those access, like I just, I just kind of let my ADD take over and, and jump from one thing to the other. And as far as cheat meals go, man, I probably, uh, if I'm going to splurge, like my big vice, I really like, uh, I really like cereal. So, uh, big bowl of cereal for me is like, if I'm feeling like really the dro- drain and low on energy, like at the end of the day, I'll just have a big bowl of cereal. <laughs> that's huge yeah, we had like we did that. a fancy bs on fancy or on cereal earlier we should have included you on that one. Oh yeah man i, w- I would have been all over that 
All right. Uh, so just to expand on, you know, the mental aspect of, you know, dealing with the injury, and this isn't a straight on connection, but we're seeing more and more athletes come out and talk about, you know, their mental health, particularly in the NBA. I know your situation is, you know, obviously a lot different, but you're still facing a ton of challenges, you know, playing basketball overseas on top of, you know, various injuries. So do you have any tips for athletes and maybe just people in general facing mental health issues? And how have you been able to stay focused and passionate despite, you know, all the adversity? Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. It's like, uh, it's frustrating. But I just think the biggest thing you got to do is, is stay positive. There's been plenty of times on the court, it's been like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm not good enough. Or like, you feel like uh, inadequate on the court and you feel lost and you feel alone. Um, but at the end of the day, man, you just got to gotta, you gotta have positive self-talk. You always got to be building yourself up and, and believing. And like, I've had, you know, it, it just... A new day will come, a new moment will come, a new opportunity will come. Like, I played the first game in the playoffs uh, this year, and it was my first game back all season in the playoffs, and I, I didn't have a good game, and I was just, like, really frustrated. And uh, I was like, man, I shouldn't have came back. I shouldn't have done this. And I just said, man, you got to flip the script because we, we won the game, so we had to play the game right after. And then that, that, after that game, I had a good game, and I hit the two-game winning free throws. We came from behind and won. So it's just like – you never know. Uh, you never know what's going to happen next in your life, and that's why your preparation and, and what you do is so important. Because if you're preparing right and you're and you're and you're talking to yourself right, good things will going to happen if you work hard. Um, success will be around the corner. So there's a line in Castaway with Tom Hanks where he's like, "You never know what the tide's going to bring in," and uh, that's kind of always stuck with me. It's like. You know, you just got to keep basically casting your rod out there, keep uh, keep taking your shots, and uh, something will click if you're persistent enough, you work hard, and, and you keep putting yourself in good positions. Um, eventually, something will stick, something will get through, uh, and no doubt you're going to have a lot of adversity on the way. Everyone, like, I'm not the first. Everyone's going to have injuries, setbacks, disappointments, bad days. That's, that's just going to happen. That's just life. Um, and you can't you get, you got to take the good with the bad bad with the good so um gotta talk I, I just try to you know if i have a bad day forget like as hard as it is because i i mean a lot of a lot of stuff sticks with me and i i overthink and overanalyze a lot of stuff but um put do your work do your preparation and uh just have the mindset like you never know what the tide's gonna bring in for sure and you know just a quick follow-up before we get into you know the olympics next year with three on three making its debut so you playing three on three in Japan, you know, just to give the listeners a little bit more uh, depth on, you know, how three on three works, you know, what's your schedule like? What's your like daily game day routine? You know, how many games do you play? How does it compare to, you know, five on five in the States, whether it be, you know, college or NBA? Yeah. So you're playing on the weekends over there, um, probably practicing. Every team's different, um, practicing three or four times a week. And then uh, the way it works is the games on the weekends. Um, each you usually playing usually playing within your conference uh, where there's six teams and you're in a pool and so you'll play two games in your pool and then you got semifinal final so um, you, you'll be basically playing four games uh, in the day and then there's one winner but then some of the rounds there's like cross conference rounds where you'll be playing uh, both days on the weekend you may be playing eight games so. Uh, the Olympics, I, I think they'll, 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 that they'll do it with the same where um, you'll have, like, pool play in the beginning and then uh, and then you'll have semifinal final. But they might, do, they might differentiate it for the Olympics. 
because I think only eight teams from the men's side are going to be in it, so uh, it might be a little different. So, but yeah, for us, he plays basically playing uh, most of the time. It's just a regular conference tournament. Um, you're playing four games if you if you can make it to the championship, and then it's a point system based on that. And then uh, there were 72 teams in the league this year from not only Japan, but this year was. Uh, uh, New Zealand, Korea, and Thailand too. So it was uh, it was hard to make the playoffs. Right, right. Yeah. So you know, going back to the Olympics, so three on three basketball. As I said earlier, it's making its debut in the twenty twenty Olympics in Tokyo. You know, shout out the Olympics front of the program. Um, I'm not sure where you stand in the rankings, and uh, you know, honestly, I have no clue. I'm sure I don't know if Ben does, but I've no, we have no clue how the team selection process works. Um, but is that something that's on your radar for like 2020 or even 2024? How does that process work? And overall, like in the big picture, what are some of your basketball goals moving forward? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the Olympics for me was always just kind of like icing on the cake. Obviously, the cake is just being able to travel and play basketball uh, for a living and, and you get to see the world. And so this year, like my goal is if you do really well in the Japan League, you could have you can play all over the world uh, on the FIBA tour, which is even more, like, I get basically FIBA points, three-on-three points, and that that determines your ranking for these tournaments in this league or whatever. So I was 23rd in the U.S. going into this season. So basically, if I would have just played this year, I probably would have been in the top 10 for the U.S., and you have to be in the top 10 uh, to get selected for the Olympics. At least, I think it's two out of the top 10 and maybe two from the top 50. So um, that was super frustrating just on top of being injured to be like, I could have been in the selection process for the Olympics if I had just right. not gotten hurt. Yeah. Um, and so actually there's actually some more opportunities coming up if I can get fully healthy to get some points and see how far I can push my ranking up because they don't, they're not going to let uh, – like Kevin, Dur- like let's say LeBron, like wanted to play, he can't play because he doesn't have uh, the qualification points um, for the USA team. So like you have to have uh, you have to have played in three on three before. So they can't take guys from the NBA. And the guys who are doing three on three right now for Team USA, like the main guy who's I think is probably like the one lock is remember Robbie Hummel. I don't know if you remember him. He yeah. played basketball uh, for Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. And uh, he, he's a pretty good three-on-three three on, three on three player. Um, he's like 6'8", and he shoots it well. And uh, anyway, so he's going to probably be on it. Because like, the they do have like a Team USA kind of right now, and they play in some World Cup events all over the, all over the world. And some of the guys are like Robbie Hummel's good, and they have like another guy, who's, uh, a couple of guys from Princeton. Um but to be honest, it's like I don't think they're, I don't think they're good enough to. They might win the gold, uh, and they're getting better. But like Serbia is probably the best team in the world right now, um, and obviously Serbia is really good five on five team too, as we just saw. But uh, right, the selection process is going to be interesting. I don't know when the final decision will be made, but basically, uh, if I can get in some three on three events before, I think the official selection would be maybe like March of next year. So trying to play as many tournaments as I can before that. And then I don't know if they're going to have a training camp. I don't know. Uh, 
I know, like, the Team USA, they'll, like, they have, like, their own kind of thing out in Colorado where they'll have somebody in charge to make the decision. So if I, if I can just get my ranking back, get healthy and get my ranking back up playing these events and maybe sneak into the top 50, I could just say, like, hey, I want to, like, I'm just like, uh, email the right people and say I want to be invited to the training camp and at least uh, maybe get my foot in the door and get a shot that way. Right. So, uh, like you said, you know, you can't just throw, like, you know, LeBron, KD, and Kawhi out there. But you know, let's say you could have like those three, and and you know, let's say they go against Serbia, you know, the number one three on three team in the world, without any like three on three training or strategy prep, you know, would Serbia have a shot at those guys, or you know, would the talent level just overwhelm Serbia and you know other three on three teams? Uh, you know, the th- so three on three, it's so fast, and the games are quick. Uh, like it's. You know, some of the games will take 20 plus minutes, uh, but if you like, if you get hot, it's, you know, first to 21, so a game can literally be over in, uh, you know, six, seven minutes. So if LeBron and those guys came out there and they had, they they had at least like a couple, like a couple weeks to just practice and get in sync and get in the flow of the of the offense and the defensive rotations and the switches. Um, I think that they would obviously just dominate. Uh, but if they came out in like it was like right now, we're going to put those guys on the floor with the Serbia team. Um, I think that the Serbia team like would. I mean, obviously they would have to know the rules uh, right. and, and the pace of play and everything. Um, but yeah, like the Serbia team, they're like there's just so many little uh, details of the game that you need to know, like just even holding and pushing and screening and just all of the the quick plays and the reads that you need to make on offense and defense. Um, it's hard to say, like, you just plug these guys in and they would dominate. They would definitely uh, be able to score a lot at will, but just, like, the little transition uh, would be tough. So I would, I'm would i never going to say that LeBron and Kawhi would lose to some three-on-three guys from Serbia, but uh, they're, these guys, they're, they're really good players, and they just know the game. They're smart. It's like, kind of like a bunch of Luka Doncic's out there, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they, they can shoot. They're really skilled, and they play really well together. So I still think, you know, USA, you give those guys a little time, they dominate. Um, but if they just come out there, Serbia, you know, could give them a game. Because, like, the variability of losing is just it's, – it's, it's, it's so much greater because of the, of the shortness of the game and then the two-pointer, uh, three being worth double. It, it, it kind of – it makes it kind of anything can happen. Okay, so I've talked about it a lot, and I hope this is the le- <clears throat> this should be the last thing on the Olympics. So uh, we know three on three basketball has grown the past several years, especially with like the big three here in the states and you know the league over in Japan. Um, but the Olympics is it's a whole new level. You know, it's bigger, it's a bigger brand, and everything. Are you guys anticipating the exposure to be a really good thing for you, or even maybe even a bad thing? Or and is it difficult to tell if it will have any kind of impact though? Uh so it's a good question. Um, it's definitely growing. It's getting more popular. The prize money is getting bigger. Um, like the league in just the league in Japan, uh, you know, has expanded in the, since I've been in. And I think there was maybe 18 teams my first year, and now it's 72 in four different countries. Uh, and then like the World Tour, which is like you know probably where the best players play: Team USA, Serbia, all those teams. Uh, um, that's growing, and and they're going to more countries. They. The, the tour is getting longer, so 
Um, I think it's definitely just going to keep growing as long as they keep, you know, up in the prize money and, and, and they keep organizing the event. But so I, I, I think it's really going to climb from that. Now, the Olympics, I think it will be good exposure. You know, obviously, it being a, an Olympic sport kind of solidifies it uh, from kind of a respect standpoint. But I will say that if you look at some of these guys uh, that are, are good European guys, they're just like, uh, it, it can turn into an ugly game because it's half court. And when the refs let you just push, shove, hold, play really physical, um, they can kind of junk the game up. And the guys, you know, because the guys are probably like, you know, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, but they're like 260. And they're just kind of, they look kind of like out of shape, almost like <clears throat> some of the guys, some of the, like some of these two guys are really athletic and, you know, crazy dunks and all that. But some of the, like, the good teams that are just kind of skilled and big and thick, I don't like it because the, the refs just let you push, shove, hold, and kind of junk up the game, and it makes the product look really bad. Um, so I think if, if I don't know what teams are going to make it in, but it could, the, the world could look at that and be like, well, these guys suck. Like, uh, like, it, 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 like this is a joke of a game, joke of a league. But if you get a fast game where teams are shooting and teams are – really skilled and running like great offenses and they're not letting them grab and check and hold because it's way more physical than five on five. They don't call half as much fouls. Um, if they let the game just play freely, free flowing and, uh, and, and they, and the, and the best teams get in with the best athletes, I think it will be really good for the sport. I think it will be really exciting and I think it will grow because it's totally different than the big three league that's here in the States. Right. So people don't really know, what the FIBA three on three is because the three on three in the states is guys are old, they're out of shape, they're not as athletic, and then they check the ball after every possession. While is this, it's nonstop, it's continuous, and the guys are really fast, really skilled. Most of the teams really athletic, and it's just a, it's really, it's like when team, when you get a fast sequence, a pow 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 three 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 kick out drive, uh, pick and roll. And uh, like a lot of lot of lot of good pass, a lot of fast play. It's it, it's really fun to watch. So yeah, I just have one last question on the Olympics. So I guess one like small concern I have, I mean, I, I have no idea how it's going to be televised and all that, but could like a game maybe go too fast? Like I know like sports, there's, you know, problems with things being too long, like baseball or, you know, golf, but, you know, could it be a problem if like they're televising the, you know, three on three Olympic finals and it, you know, lasts five minutes, the game's over? <laughs> yeah, that like uh, that that could be something. But to be honest, if you have two teams playing for the Olympics gold, they're, po- they're both probably really good. Um, so like usually you only see like a five minute game if it's like uh a, like you know if it's like one team's really bad um and then they can blow them out that way because if you if 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 if, you're, if two teams are really good, you know all the switches, you know all the rotations, you're really getting after it. Uh, so those games will take longer than five minutes for sure. Like all the good games, pretty much, unless a team gets just like ridiculously hot, um, then the game will probably at least take a good twenty minutes. But you know, that's just the gold medal game because when they run a like, you'll just be able to play a game. Okay, and then it's the next game. Okay, it's the next game. So even if it goes quick, uh, you got another game starting up right after. Right. But another another thing I didn't think about. I think the venue is outdoor. Oh, so, wow. like, I hate playing outdoor. Yeah. Some of the venues are indoor, but, like, I hate playing outdoor because it's just, like, 
when you're shooting, if it's windy, you're just right. like, it, it, makes, it makes it look so bad when you put up a shot. I have like a, a high, kind of high soft shot. Yeah. And so it just looks like, uh, it looks so bad when you shoot it and there's just like a, you know, 15 mile an hour breeze and your ball just like, just gets hit by it and you just got like, you know, bad misses. Uh, so it, that could also make, if people are watching on TV, if it's, if it's, a, if it's a windy day out uh, and teams are pushing and holding, it can, it, the game can look ugly real fast. Right, for sure. So I just have two last NBA questions before we get into some rapid fire. So, you know, we used to have a podcast, basketball podcast, shout out, Rise and Fire podcast. But so. Uh, <laughs> RIP. Yeah, RIP and peace. <laughs> but uh, so just two quick questions. You know, it's the league is wide open this year. So, I mean, obviously, this is no prep for you, and the season's still a little ways away. But what's your title pick, and do you have a sleeper team for us? Okay, let me think here. So, title team, I think uh, if you're not taking the Clippers, uh, I don't know what you're doing. I think the yeah. Clippers are obviously really, really good. Kawhi coming off a title. Then he's getting Paul George. And I just really love the Clippers kind of attitude uh, with Patrick Beverly, uh, Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams. Like, that team's really, really good. And uh, they're, they're going to be super good on defense. Doc Rivers, uh, I've never had a lot of respect for him as a coach, but I think he's a really good coach for that team. Uh, I think they got the talent. I think they got the mindset. I think they're going to be really good on defense. And I, like They play with a chip on their shoulder, Montrezl Harrell and uh, Patrick Beverly. Kawhi, obviously, is just kind of a cold-blooded killer. And I think Paul George, uh, you know, not having to be the best player, uh, is going to be a really good complimentary piece. So... I think that the Clippers, for me, it's like uh, I would definitely uh, back them to win the the title right now. You see it that way, Benny? I, I really do like the Clippers as well. Uh, I mean, another team, you know, the Rockets, I feel like are a little overlooked, even though James Harden's been on, you know, Instagram a little too much for my liking this <laughs> summer. But uh, I, I still like the Rockets as, you know, a little under the radar. You know, they've been up there the past couple of years, and, you know, everyone's kind of talk, talking about the L.A. teams. Yeah, for sure. I'm really down on the Lakers. I do not think LeBron and AD is going to work very well. Uh, as I said on the Rise and Fire, last, last, Rise and Fire podcast last year, they would either get the eighth seed or miss the playoffs. Right. Uh, and and uh, that came to fruition. And this year, I, I just think that outside, if LeBron and AD get hurt, then what? Uh, you got Kyle, Kyle Kuzma out there playing no defense. So uh, I just think the Lakers are are. People are like they were like almost. I think they were like the favorites to win the title. Uh, yeah. Like uh, right after they got AD, which is just totally absurd to me. So I'm buying the Clippers and I'm selling the Lakers for sure. Yeah, you did get me there last year. I was all in on the Lakers and that kind of bit me in the ass. So I, I probably owe you something. Right, last thing before we fire, <laughs> do you have a you know sleeper team for us? Sleeper team. So I agree with you. I think that the. Um, I think that the Rockets this year with, with, with Westbrook and Harden is going to be really interesting. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I like Russell Westbrook and I hate him at the same time, but yeah, I do yeah. think that when you have two players of that caliber um, on the same team, that, that they'll make for some interesting nights, especially in the playoffs. Like Having to beat Westbrook and Harden I think will be tough, and you know Maury will, will do whatever he can to put the pieces around them late in the season. So... Um, I would say that I would say that the Rockets um, would be a, a good sleeper in the West. 
And then the East, uh, let me think. Uh, the Cavs, definitely. <laughs> the Cavs, man. The Cavs let me down last year. They did. Kevin Love, uh, <laughs> I was really dying the Cavs to make the playoffs. Like, so that blew up in my face really quick. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I'll, just, I'll, I'll stick with the, I, I will say this. Chris Paul is going to have a good season to start the year. He's going to he's he's right. he's gonna be ready. So buy CP3 stock. CP3 is my sleeper, but the Rockets with Westbrook and Harden are my sleeper team. All right, fair enough. All right, so we got some rapid-fire questions before we get into our fancy BS to end the podcast. So, you know, quick answers here. Uh, just, you know, uh, this might be hard to think of at the top, off the top of your head, but, you know, favorite quote or motivational tool you use every day? Favorite quote or motivational tool I use every day? Uh, I got a lot of them. I got a lot of them. Yeah. Um. There's a, there's a quote from the movie, my favorite movie, The Count of Monte Cristo, and there's a, there's a line in there where he says, do your worst for I will do mine, um, and it's a, it's a big speech to this kid on his, basically his bar mitzvah, and it's basically saying, like, do your worst to me, uh, because I'm going to basically impose my will on you, I'm going to do my worst to you, so, like, um, like he's he got the kid tied up, and his response was, like, 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 do your worst for I will do mine. So it's kind of like whatever you want to throw, whatever life like you want to throw at me, whatever bad stuff you want to throw at me, basically throw it my way because I'm a bad man myself and I'm going to do uh, whatever I got to do, do to respond. So I like do your worst for I will do mine. All right, From the Count of Monte Cristo. I haven't watched that movie. I got to check that out. All right, so Check that out. It's big time. So your Detroit Lions are still undefeated this year. What's your prediction for you know their outcome for the season or final record? Uh, so they're, right now they're one zero and one or two zero and one. Two zero and one. Yeah, two zero and one. All right. So let's say I'm gonna say that they're five wins. <laughs> uh, what would that be? Twelve losses, one tie. Ten losses, one tie. So you you're not very optimistic. No, they're gonna fade fast. Matt Patricia is a loser. Matt Stafford sucks. Get him out of here. I don't want him. The Lions stink. <laughs> they got a couple of good wins. Right, I'm op- I'm optimistic about a lot of things. I'm not optimistic about the Lions. Come on, man. Listen, I will say this, Benny. The Steelers. That's some bogus, man. I was talking up the Steelers. I was I know, doing man. the Steelers before the season. I said they got all that trash out of the locker room. You got Big Ben. Mike Tomlin's gonna have those guys rallied and focused, and they stink. It's it's embarrassing, honestly. I mean, obviously losing Ben hurts, but he looked not very good the first two games. So it's very very disappointing I for the Gabbard fan. Ben in fantasy, can you believe that? <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> you hate to hear I that. I won one game in fantasy last year, and I'm zero three to start this year. It's unbelievable. Jeez. It might be time to give it up. Terrible, <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, I mean. They they got rid of Le'Veon. They got rid of that cancer AB, and I said, "Oh man, like the the the, the black and gold are gonna be rolling." And they got a whole, and you know James Conner, like he's gonna be just as good as Le'Veon Bell. Him, Big Ben stinks. Juju Smith Schuster, you know, just stay off social media, bro. Put up some numbers and then get then get it up. I just. It's frustrating. Frustrating. Right. It, it's a team that really looks like they could use Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Bring them back. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, 
Uh, yeah, AB is a free agent. Uh, next question: What's your dream three-on-three team with you? Ah, uh, dream team. Am I coaching or am I playing? You're playing, so you got two guys playing with you. It can be from, you know from any league or friends or whatever. Oh, like am I trying to win or am I playing with, playing with my friends or what? what? I mean, you're trying to win, but you you want to have fun as well. I mean, I don't know if you want uh, Harden on your team with all that ice ball. Uh, I'm gonna play with Curry. Because uh, Curry's a man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm going to give a shout out, another shout out. I want to play with Curry, and then I want to play with the dude um, who I think is going to be. Uh, you know what I'm going to say? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have two guys, because I, and they're both rookies this year. And I want right. to give them both a shout out. One's the dude from Japan. I think he's the first ever, uh, you know, Lottery pick from Japan easily. Yeah. Rui Hachimura. Big shout out. The, he was the Wizards. Friend of the program. Yeah, Wizards lottery pick. So he's like, I mean, he's a freaking like legend in Japan right now already. He got the Jordan deal. Mm. Um, I think he could be a dark horse for rookie of the year with the Wizards. He's going to be a good player. Um, so I'll take him as a big man. So me, him, and Curry, and, you know, that would get a lot of buzz in Japan. And then I'm going to have off the bench. Uh, one of my favorite guys is the Carson Edwards, who got taken by the Celtics, the guy that Purdue mm. lit up the tournament last year. Um, really like his game. Love also his friend of the program. I think he's Kendall Walker is a little overrated to me, so uh, I want to see you know Carson Edwards get some shine in, in Boston this year. So that's going to be my three-on-three team. Probably not the most electric three-on-three team, but uh, definitely buckets and uh, a lot of swag. Right. Anytime you got Curry, you're going to have a shot. All right. Uh, <laughs> next question. Uh, fill in the blank. If you were blank height, you'd have a max contract in the NBA. Oh, that's that's another great question. So I'm six foot tall. I'm gonna say, and I'll probably get a lot of hate for this. I'm gonna say if I was if I was uh, max contract, or, or just a star in the max, NBA. Okay, if I was. If I was, I'm gonna, I'll be, a, I was gonna say six five, but I'll be say, I'll be conservative. If I was a six six swingman, mm. I'm just gonna say with my work ethic, uh, I think that you know, if I if I could windmill at six foot at six six, that I'm probably doing some pretty crazy stuff. Got a ratchet of a shot. I'd be like Chandler Parsons. He's like six yeah. eight, but I feel I feel like I'd be quicker than him, and he doesn't have a workout. He wanted a party, so I'm gonna say if I was six six. Then uh, I would, you know, JJ Redick is what six five in the league, right? Yeah, uh, and he can't he can't do anything athletic. So, um, right. yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say give me six inches and uh, I'll I'll be starting. All right, let's so say if Parsons. You know an HDH doctor that can make that happen. <laughs> hit me up. All right, we'll look into it for you. We got some contacts. Uh, let's say Parsons in his prime though. Parsons nowadays is a uh, you know I, I don't know if he's still alive to be honest. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question on the NBA: uh, Best NBA team you'd fit on today? Wait, one more time. Best NBA team you'd fit on today? Best NBA team I've been on. You'd fit on, like you'd be able to play on the best. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, I probably, you know what, I like first obviously is the Warriors uh, because you know playing. Like I need a place where I can have energy, man. Like I don't care where I play at, 
like I hate playing in dead gyms. I hate playing like with nobody there. So like, yeah. uh, you know, if you go if you go like to the Wizards games, they're like, they're like nobody, nobody's there, nobody cares. Like I like the Charlotte Hornets, same thing. If, if you're Shout in the out, Bay Michael or Jordan. anywhere where a place is rocking, like Shout I just Parker. like I feed off the energy of the crowd or just like the the good vibes of the arena. So it's fun. Uh, and obviously they play a really exciting style of basketball. So uh, I would like to play there, and to be honest, it's just like opportunity. So if it was like right. a place like the Sun, where you can just basically play uh, uh, and make mistakes, and and kind of nobody nobody cares. I feel like that's a good situation for a lot of guys trying to just uh, come in, where it's not like oh you're getting five minutes off the bench and then you're getting pulled immediately in, in a rotation player. If you were like on the Celtics are like a good contending team in the East, you don't give them a shot. But if you just get on the Suns where everybody gets hurt or since the G League, yeah. you might get a 40-minute run as a point guard because out of necessity. So I feel like that's a big thing for a lot of young guys coming up. Right. I feel like Houston would have been a lot of fun last year with all their injuries. They're basically down to Harden and a couple other guys. Like Someone like you or like Jimmer, I felt like, would have been a great fit there. Yeah, like you know, you see, Austin Rivers' career was pretty much right. over. I mean, and, yeah. uh, and he got—he was getting forty minutes of run in the playoffs with the with the Rockets out of necessity, and that was huge for him. Um, and then same thing, like Eric Gordon went there, had a career revival. Gerald Green went in there and got hot. So yeah, definitely Houston is a good place to, to go in if you want to pump it up. Right, Kenneth Farid as well. All right, so we got two more rapid fire before we get into fancy BS. So one tip you'd give a college player trying to go pro. One tip I give a college player trying to go pro is just be, like, real with yourself as far as, like, um, your weaknesses goes. Like, a lot of people just kind of play to the strength. Or are, like, one thing I've always been good at is just, like, okay, what do I suck at? What do I need to prove at? Like, whether it's jumping, whether it's quickness, whether it's ball handling, whether it's getting your shot off faster. It's, like, just evaluate, be really good at self-evaluating yourself and your skills and where you can improve at. And then uh, – like, I say this to a lot of people, it's like, everything that you want will come if you take care of what's important first, which is, like, basketball. Like, the girls are going to come. Uh, it's like, you, you know, everybody wants to get it popping on social media. It's like, that will come if you get it to the NBA. Like, the girls will come. Like, if the money will come. Like, if you chase all that stuff now, like, the NBA may not come. But if you chase the NBA, all that stuff will chase you, right? And, right. uh so, like, just get your priorities straight as far as, okay, like, basketball will take care of everything. My family, uh, you know, my fame, my, 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 my money, my, you know, uh, and, you know, women, whatever you want. Like, uh, and, then, and then that kind of comes in is once you do make it to the league, you can't let all those, like, you, a lot of guys get distractions and they get complacent with all that, uh, you know, the success and the riches, too. So yeah. then you just got to keep going even more. But for a college guy trying to make it to the league, just keep your priorities straight. Right, and then just last thing I have. This is kind of pretty broad, but one tip you'd give the average person chasing their dream. One tip is that um, I would say, like, know what you want, or if you don't know what you want, try to do a lot of things until you find out what you want, and then, like, don't give up. Because, like, as cliche as it sounds, it's just like, the guy that just keeps chipping away and, 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 and keeps fighting and keeps throwing punches, like, that's what everybody, like, that's what everybody wants to see in the movies. It's like the guy that has, like, the never-say-die spirit. Like, that's what motivates people. That's what's ingrained in us as humans. It's like, 
you know, you get knocked on your ass, you get back up, you get knocked on your ass, you get back up, and you keep just kind of pursuing it and pushing it until, until it happens. So um, everybody fails, everybody hits hard times, everybody has setbacks. It's, it's literally, you know, who, who can kind of endure it and who can have the never-say-die attitude and the can-do spirit and, uh, and, and keep, keep brushing yourself off when you fall down. And until then, you just got to keep improving yourself, diet, fitness, health, keep educating yourself, and then uh, find out what you want to do. And it's like every day you're either getting better or you're getting worse, right? And I right. say this to people I train, like you can run the day or the day can run you. And, uh, like, a lot of days I do not feel like working out. I do not feel like getting out of, of bed or, like, even, like, it's hard for me to get going. But, um, you know, once you talk yourself into it, you get started. You just do basically the bare minimum maybe someday. And then a lot of times it will be like I feel like I'm doing the bare minimum, but then I'll work myself into it. And uh, I feel like I get a little warmer, and then I can actually have, like, I actually get a lot out of it if I just kind of talking myself do, into it and get it started. So, got to start somewhere you got to uh got to got to just one step at a time one brick at a time and lay it lay it as good as you can so never give up and, and, and just do your best man it's cliche but it's true right it, one of my favorite photos that kind of you know links to what you just said is uh it's like these two guys that are mining and one guy's mining and he's just you know done with mining and like the end is like right there but you know he gives up and then the other guy like continues strong and he eventually gets there so you know that's the, just the kind of thing you know just you know, never give up you never know how close you are to you know getting there so you know just follow your dreams you, you only live once right just might as well just try to do what you love for sure man and like i said it's just like if you're gonna like you're probably gonna fail in whatever you do so you may as well fail going uh going hard and like uh you know that's not to be morbid like you're gonna fail but yeah like no matter what you do like you're gonna have like hard times and difficulties so you may as well you may as well have difficulties like doing something that you really want to do or doing something that you're passionate about and uh yeah man like like I, i've seen that mining picture before too and it, it, it's perfect it's just like um every time i felt like giving up i looked back at how far i come and i was like man yep keep chipping away at that mine and maybe there's diamonds on the other side Right. So, all right, moving on to our final segment of the day of Fancy BS. So, today's Fancy BS is brought to you by, insert your ad here, 5,300 listens overall, 100, around 120 people listening to every episode. So, you know, if you want to get some ad work in there, get your ad out there, hashtag embrace the bait. So, if you haven't listened to Fancy BS before, basically, we kind of just pick a random topic and do a fancy draft, uh, and you're kind of just debating random topics. So, Spencer, as the guest, you can go first. And today's topic is basketball movie characters. You know, kind of on the three-on-three theme, we're going to create a three-on-three team make of you know fictional basketball players. Yes, sir. Uh, all you advertisers out there, get on board with this great podcast. This podcast is going worldwide, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I hope so, man. <laughs> there's going to be listeners from everywhere, so this is this is big time. So yeah, let's make a little three-on-three team. Uh, so I got the first pick. Yes, sir. Alright, so three on three fictional character movies. I would watch this movie in high school on the way to away games, uh, on a long bus trip, and I would watch the shooting the shooting clip of this guy and it was Jesus Shuttlesworth from He Got Game. Mm. Very good pick. 
Man, I think you're up next. I think I'm guaranteed last every time now. Is that what No, you can go first. You're a, you're a recurring guest as well. You're not co-host, so you can go <laughs> no, last. No, no. No, I like going last. No, I'm you're going last. first. I'm I have the order up already. I got the graphic ready. You have the next pick. Oh, my gosh. So, I got this text today. Completely not prepared for this. And, you know, Ben just texted me. He says, uh, basketball player movies. Or basketball movie. <laughs> so, I'm thinking, all right. MJ, KD, LeBron. They're all they're all three in movies. I was loaded. No, Ben calls me out and says, no, I'd be fictional characters. You can't do that. So uh, I'm protesting this no matter what happens. Uh, so my first pick is going to be Bugs Bunny off Space Jam. Wow. Yeah, he's a baller. All right. Yeah, he's quick. He's a rabbit. That's for sure. He is quick. He, can't, he lacks height, though. So that's my concern. <laughs> he uh, learned from MJ, so he has that killer instinct. All right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, I'm picking someone who's kind of short as well, but has experience in the NBA. Calvin Cambridge from Like Mike. Yeah. Carries a team to the playoffs. And... You got Calvin Cambridge from Like Mike? Yes, sir. Does he have the power? Does he have the shoes on or not? Yeah, he, he has to have the shoes on. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. That's kind, of, that's kind of up in the air. Sometimes he's wearing the shoes, sometimes he's not. True. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he has the shoes, obviously. I mean... Something that you know a lot of NBA analysts say is like you know if LeBron is on like a one of the worst teams in the league, the team makes the playoffs. Well, Cambridge is on one of the worst teams, and you know right when they get on, he, they make the playoffs. So you know that LeBron effect right there with Cambridge. No, all right, all right. We'll say he's got the shoes on, so that's pretty good. All right, uh, my next pick. Uh, this is tough. I, I'm gonna go uh, Jimmy Chitwood from Hoosiers. Yeah, uh, watching Whoa. watching that whole movie. Yeah, he's on my list. Watching that whole movie, I don't think he missed a, whole, a shot in the entire movie. So, you know, obviously, you know, he's got a pure shot, and he's just going to get the team buckets. Okay. Yeah, can, can he D up, though? He looks a little, he looks a little white. He looks a little slow. Yeah, well, well we got Cambridge. We got athleticism <laughs> with the shoes. That's true. Cambridge lockdown. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shoot, you got next pick, and then Spencer's got back-to-back. Alright, so to, uh, you know, kind of get some height on this team, I'm going to go with my guy Jackie Moon off semi-pro. Yeah, big power forward, so my, he can play the small forward a little bit, kind of like a little LeBron. Just can't really play LeBron. the point or anything like that. So that's what I'm gonna go with Jackie Moon. What, how tall is Jackie Moon? I have no idea. <laughs> Let's say, what do you think? Six five, six. Yeah, six? I go six five, six five. With the afro, he might be six six. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> who's he gonna uh, throw? No, the, who's no, who's no, he gonna no, throw no, no, to? The Flint Tropics is that his team? Yeah, yeah, Flint, Michigan, Big Flint, Michigan fan. Big Flint, Michigan fan. Oh, yeah. That's like an hour from where I grew up, so got to respect that. Big shout yeah. out. All right, Spencer, you got back-to-back picks. Yes, sir. All right, so I had Jesus Shuttlesworth as my first, right? So he's 6'5", shooting guard, yeah. bucket getter. I think he was number one player in the country. So right. uh, I'm liking my first pick. Second pick, this is uh, – this. I'm going – LeBron James question mark? I'm the only Ty Crane from Coach Carter. Ooh. That's a good remember one. That? Remember that? Yes, I remember, do. Remember Ty Crane? I, I, that, that is a really good one, yeah. It is. Yeah, even though he wasn't a mainstay on the team, I went with the, just he's probably 6'8", <laughs> probably dunking everything. He's, he's, he's calling out LeBron in the movie, okay? So you know you got to have some game if you're calling out LeBron. Uh, and then, you know, a great rhyme right there. So, got Ty Crane as a big, Shuttlesworth as a shooter. And then my last pick, I'm going to go with 
Billy Hoyle from White Man Can't Jump to run the point, just run the show, talk the trash. Uh, you know he likes to distribute. He's got some flair to his game. And, you know, I got two black guys, and now I got a white guy, so we're just racially diverse. And uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna, we're gonna be a good team. We got a, we got a shooter, we got a big guy, and we got a point guard. So I'm take Billy Hoyle when he says, "In the white man can't jump." I'm in the zone, man. I'm in the effing zone. I always yell that on the court when I get uh, too hyped. So uh, just a quick uh, shout out to Coach Carter. So it's based on a true story, but um, the Ty Crane is a fictional character because he, he didn't really exist. But the character is based on Tyson Chandler, which is funny because Ty Crane can, like, shoot and dunk over everyone, and Tyson Chandler was just, you know, like a shot blocker. He didn't do any of that stuff. So <laughs> that was pretty funny. Did you, did you just read that right now? I did not. No, I knew that. I, I know way too much about, you know, stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shoot, you got your last picture. I did not know that he was a rub-off on Tyson Chandler. Right, yeah, yeah it's really weird. <laughs> Alright, so I feel like I've had the worst third picks in the history of Fantasy BS, and I think this will probably continue, but we'll see. Um, you know, I'm taking, this pick is going to be some kind of a wild card. I don't think anyone's going to know how to guard this dude, or, or female, I'm not really sure what it is. Um, I'm going to go with Air Bud, the dog. <laughs> he literally can't miss. Um, I don't know how anyone's going to guard him. He can just go between your legs, literally. Um, so I'm going with everybody. So you got a rabbit and a dog on your team? Rabbit and a dog. I'm all about the animals. <laughs> if you win this fantasy, okay, yes. A, shot. <laughs> if a you, rabbit, a dog, and an afro is what I got. If you win this fantasy, yes, I'm going to be so pissed. I'm going to be f***ing livid. I think, I think the crowd is going to, that's going to be a, definitely a crowd favorite team. So I'm a little, I'm a little worried about the, the upset. I'm definitely worried too. All right, so um, my last pick here, I'm going to go with the better player in semi-pro, uh, Clarence Withers, Coffee Black. Uh, I, I mean, Jackie Moon, you know, I mean, he, he was a pretty good player, but, you know, he did not have a you know significant role in that movie. Other than his acting, of course, but Clarence Withers was, you know, the guy carrying the team and finishing the alley oop. So, and he gives some athleticism to the team as well, which is, you know, kind of lacking with uh, Jimmy Chitwood. So, yeah, uh, that's my three there. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid squad right there. Uh, I like that team. I don't know if you could beat the the animal team, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> Uh, we got a honorable mention. Hey, yeah. Nobody took uh, nobody took Shaq from Blue Chip. His yeah. name's Neon or Butch McCray, which was Penny Hardaway. So True. we left both all, both those guys on the board. True. Uh, do you have any more honorable mentions? Uh, Juana uh, Man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. TJ, if TJ's listening to this, TJ. I'll make sure to give him a <laughs> shout out. <laughs> you right. know what you're talking about that in Hong Kong when we were growing up. Juana, man. Ridiculous. <laughs> right. um, some of my uh, honorable mentions Teen Wolf. Yeah, Teen Wolf was really close to making my list. Um, let's see, who else? Paul Crew from The Longest Yard. There's a cool basketball scene there, so maybe he could you know, throw it up on three on three a little bit. Yeah, and, I was thinking about putting that big dude from the longest yard, uh, like mm. that big Frankenstein-looking guy in the center. Yeah, yeah. 
And then, uh, you know, he got game, uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth. You really do have to watch that movie. But uh, his dad in the movie, there's a one-on-one scene, uh, you know, played by Denzel Washington. And he kind of holds his own. And, uh, you know, a quick, another behind-the-scenes story there. I know I know way too much about basketball movies. But they played that game, you know, one-on-one, like, for real. Like, you know, um, it wasn't the you know, stage or anything. Uh, Spike Lee, the director, wanted them to play straight one-on-one for it to be authentic so you know that was that scene was real that you watched yeah i heard that too that's really cool i think uh he was like denzel was like just uh talking trash to ray right, allen yeah. like, and ray allen was like what i thought this was like script i thought i was supposed to win and denzel got up like five to one yeah yeah it's <laughs> really cool scene so you gotta watch that movie he got game okay okay i got three he got game um, they're off my fa- one of my favorite movie- movies of all time uh, called Basketball. If you haven't seen it, it's like a spinoff of baseball with basketball. Um, so I'm going with Joe Cooper, Doug Reamer, and Squeak Scolari, all three of them. Um, I mean, the whole game is based on shooting under pressure and with people in your in your head. So I think they're mentally t- more mentally tough than some of these guys. So I, wow. think, they'd be- I think they'd handle their business in three-on-three. <laughs> That's not a bad pick. To be honest, you, I think you should have gone with Lola Bunny instead of uh, Will Ferrell. You could have had three animals, a lot of good uh, chemistry out there. Bug and Lola running the pick and roll. You kind of kind of missed out on that. I know, I did. I screwed up. But I learned from it. I learned. Just make sure Lola Bunny's in attendance, though, because she's pretty fine. Yeah. <laughs> right, who's Jackie Moon going to throw alley-oops to? Not Air Bud. But uh, Beg's Air Buddy's a little too short to get up. Hoops to Jackie Moon. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know if Jackie Moon dunked once in that movie. <laughs> He'll learn All right, Spencer, huge shout out again. You know, this was awesome. And, you know, anytime you want to come on the pod, you're always welcome, man. Yes, definitely. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll definitely be back to uh, check out some of my predictions and, uh, and keep you guys updated and hopefully uh, get back healthy and keep grinding. But, Appreciate y'all having me on Division Three Finals. It was good to be back. I wish Gil the best of luck in uh, in Amsterdam. So uh, hopefully he comes back in one piece and uh, I'll come back on and, and see what's up. But thank you guys. Yes, sir. Thank you.